Welcome everyone to Coffee Date with Purpose. This is your host, Wendy Payne. Just encouraging you to stick around right now as I share with you a sermon that I preached on Sunday morning called Riding the Wave. How are you going to act through the storms in your life? I pray that this blesses you, encourages you, and challenges you today. God bless and have an amazing time as you listen to this sermon, Acts 27. Well, everyone, can I just get you to write in the comments right now as you're watching, great is our Lord. God is so good, and we're going to be talking today about storms of life. And my goodness, can we testify to God being great in our storms and times of trouble Everything that Pastor John talked about this morning, all the things that he called out that he just felt on his heart that God was speaking to somebody out there online right now. So write in those comments, great is the Lord. If you believe that this morning, write it in the comments. Okay, we are going to get into the word of God today and we're going to, we've got about a couple more weeks left in our Acts series. So we are in Acts chapter 27 today. We're going to take a pause next week. Next week is Mother's Day. So we are going to um, celebrate Mother's Day, but we we want to celebrate all women together next week. So join us next week. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to actually have a panel of a couple of moms who are just going to share um, some of their struggles and things that they've gone through as a mom. But we also want to be respectful and honor all women because there's some women out there who would love nothing more than to be a mom who aren't able. We also want to be respectful and honor ones who have lost their moms. That is a challenging time. Mother's Day can really round up a lot of different emotions. So we want to be respectful of all women. Um, So we're going to do that next week, but we're also going to um, just encourage and love on our moms as well. So that's next week, and then we'll jump back into the book of Acts the following week, and that'll probably be where we'll wrap it up. But right now we're in Acts chapter 27, and the sermon title is called Ride the Wave, and how do we weather a storm? So we're going to be talking about riding the wave. And, and when, I, when I made the title, I was kind of actually thinking about a surfer. And not that I've ever surfed before, nor do I think I would ever want to try. But I just think about a surfer, how they ride literally on top of the wave. And they don't, I mean, if they're good and they don't fall down, um, they tend to be able to stay up. So we're going to talk about storms of life today. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 45 We're told he causes, this is Jesus, and he says, he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So we are being warned in the beginning in scripture, right off the bat from Jesus's mouth, that 
not, just because we are followers of Jesus does not mean we are not going to have to ride storms, okay? It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy peasy and we can just go through life and everything's going to be awesome and rainbows. We've talked about this before. He does not promise that. John 16, says quite the opposite. Jesus again tells us, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. We can have peace in the midst of a struggle. In the world, you will have trouble. That's something that he guaranteed us. You will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Okay, so just because we are Christians, just because we follow God, does not mean that life is going to be easy. There are some things that we need to learn when we go through the storm, right? When we come out of the storm, I don't know about you guys, but when I come through a challenging time in life, when I've had to go through a difficult situation, when I come out on the other side, I can feel that I am so much stronger because I was able to get through it and I know that I had God on my side to help me get through it. So just kind of like a little prepping of, of just um, to kind of bring it to a personal uh, moment before we get into the scripture. Um, when God was preparing me for ministry, so this was when I knew that there was a call on my life. I knew that God was calling me to do something in ministry. I knew that he was calling me to preach his word. It was a very excruciating long time before he actually opened up that door. Last week I told you about um, how God opened up a door for ministry, how he called us to the north to be a youth pastor. But prior to that was a very long waiting process of where God first initially called me into ministry until I actually was released into ministry. And I can remember going to conferences and, and different times in church and different things like that where I knew that God called me and I would actually have people like on an ongoing basis people come up to me and say I feel I have a word for you I feel like I'm supposed to tell you that you're going to be preaching God's word that you're going to be speaking to to nations and people and 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 it was constant that I would be hearing this message so much so that honestly when I would go to some retreats and I would somebody come up to me and they would say so I have a word from you and I almost was so tempted to say I know God's calling me into ministry. I was getting so frustrated because I kept being reminded constantly that God was calling me into ministry, but it wasn't happening. He wasn't opening the door for me to be able to get into ministry yet. He just kind of had me on hold. And I'd constantly be asking him, God, why am I on hold? Why is this taking so long? And finally, one day, God said to me, because ministry is not easy and there will be storms that you will have to go through and this is your preparation time to make you strong enough to be able to accomplish the call that I have upon your life. God was prepping me to know that I was going to have to go through difficult times. You see, life isn't easy in ministry so much so actually when my daughter told me she wanted to go into ministry, Tamara, I sat her down and I was like, okay, you really need to make sure that you want to do this, so really think about it. And she's in ministry now, is doing an amazing job youth pastoring. 
But God goes with us through the storms. There will be storms in life, not just for people who are in ministry, but for anybody. As soon as you give your heart to Jesus Christ, as soon as you surrender your life to the Lord, all of a sudden, it's like you have a target on your head. The enemy does not want you to be successful in any way, shape, or form as a Christian. There will be storms in your life. So my sermon today is ride the wave. How are you going to ride the wave in the storm of life of whatever you're going through? Yes, the obvious is we're going through a pandemic. That's the obvious storm that we're all going through right now. But for some of you, there's a personal storm. What are some storms that you are going through on your own that you need to know that God is with you through the storm. How are you going to ride the wave of the storm? So we're going to talk about Paul again. He's kind of like the star in the book of Acts. Paul, we know, was absolutely in the will of God. We talked about it last week in Acts 23, 11. We're reminded where Jesus spoke to Paul. He gave Paul a word reminding him, and he says, Take courage as you have testified in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Paul knew he was in God's will. Paul knew that even though he was in God's will, he, remember he was warned he was going to be chained. If you go to Jerusalem, you're going to be put into chains. You're going to be bound. And he was. And now he's actually, where we're picking up the story, is he's actually on his way to Rome to, be, to go to trial and see. We're coming to the end soon of Paul's life. So Acts 27, we're going to go there, and I'm just going to paraphrase quickly um, a little bit about what is taking place here in this little chunk of Scripture. So I'm going to try to like just narrow it down a little bit for you because there's a lot of Scripture here. I encourage you to read it afterwards and really pick out the details and see all the amazing things that God did. So Paul is setting sail for Rome. He is going there not as a missionary. I mean, God's plan was that he was going to do missionary work, but he's actually going as a convict. He's actually going as a prisoner. They're putting him on a ship, and he is going to Rome for trial. Now, kind of like just really condensing it down, Paul goes on a ship with some other um, convicts, we'll call them prisoners, and this ship is, um, it is a, a, a grain ship. So in, back in the day, in this time, they didn't have what we would call cruise lines where they would take people from one place to another and you'd have a trip. It wasn't like anything like that. They only had ships that were used for purposes of, of bringing things over to another place. So we'll find out as we go along that this was actually a grain ship that Paul was on. There's a storm that comes up and they end up being shipwrecked now that's a really that's like condensing it down to a really we're going to pick it apart in a second but i want you to see how paul rides the wave in the storm okay so paul's in god's will but again god's will is not always easy just like we talked about we uh, we were warned we're going to have troubles so even though we're in God's will, 
you will have storms. It's not always going to be easy. Oftentimes I hear from people saying like, I'm serving the Lord. I'm doing all that I can for him. I don't understand why I have to go through these things. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. We don't know why, but sometimes we do. Okay, we're going to just take a little peek at some of the things that Paul had to endure while he was on this trip. So chapter 27, I got a whole bunch of little scriptures here that I'm just going to point out different um, words that you'll see where Paul, where his struggles were. So 27 verse 4, it says, from there we put out to sea again and passed to the Lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. So as I read these words, I want you to think about in your own personal life, is there things that you are going through that kind of sound a little bit like this? So are there winds that are against you? Do you feel like you are going against the wind? Okay, verse seven says, we made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving in Synodus. Difficulty arriving. The journey was slow. Has anybody ever felt like you're just trudging along again and again and again, having to go through certain things? Verse eight, we moved along the coast again with difficulty. Do you see where this is leading here? Paul was not having a good time. This was not a cruise ship of just enjoyment and fun. The whole way, it is difficulty, it is trials, it is hardship. Verse 9, much, uh, much time had been lost sailing and had already become dangerous because now it was the Day of Atonement. So they've already talked about dangerous, there's, they're facing danger, and it talks about much time being lost. Anybody feel like you just, you're, you're just wasting time? You're not feeling like you're gaining ground at all. I felt much like that when I knew I had the call of light God on my life, but yet I wasn't being released in the ministry. And I honestly felt like this is just a waste of time. Like, God, I could be doing so much right now. How many of us have been in that moment where you're just like, I just want to go do this. Why am I stuck in this hardship? Why do I have to go through this? God, don't you know that if you release me from this, so much more that I could be doing? Verse 14. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island hurricane force. This was not just a gentle little blowing of the wind. This was hurricane force. And lastly, verse 18, we took such violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. Violent storms, it says. Violent battering. Anybody feel out there today that you are battered? Anybody feel like you are just getting hit and hit and hit and you're just saying to God, I can't take another hit. This is exactly what Paul is going through. None of Paul's ministry life really was easy. He had constant trials, constant storms, but here he's actually in an actual physical storm. So point number one, storms can change 
what we value most in life, what is really important to us, will come out when we're in a storm. When we're in a storm, we will start to reassess the things that are actually important in our lives. Family, friends, home, what is actually important to you? Those are the things that in the midst of the storm, you are going to hang on to the most. Probably not necessarily your materialistic things, but probably the things that you hold dearly will be what you hang on to. So we're going to look at what is happening here. Again, remember I said it was a cargo ship. It wasn't like a cruise line where people like get to all fancy dancy. It was a cargo ship. So they would be traveling and bringing stuff from one place over to another. So when we look at chapter 27, verse 2, we see that Paul boarded a ship in uh, Aramedathan. I can't even pronounce that. But anyways, he boarded a ship there to sail for the ports along the coast of the province of Asia. And they were put out to sea. And then when we jump down to verse 6, we then see that he, first of all, he started on a little boat and they brought him over on verse 6. It says, there the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing from Italy and put us on board. So here we see that Paul is put on this big ship, this like an ocean liner, that is now going to be traveling all the way to Italy. We find out in verse 38, we're going to jump across to verse 38, it says, wait a minute, there's one more that I want to read. Let's go to 18 first. Verse 18, it says, We took such violent battering from the storm that the next day we began to throw our cargo overboard and then verse 38 i want to read that one and it says when they had eaten as much as they wanted they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea when we're in a storm the things that we value most are the things that we will hang on to the things that we will protect the most here we see that paul is put on a ship that is bringing grain over to italy in the midst of the storm, when things are going crazy, all of a sudden they start to throw out their cargo, which when you look at it, what they mean by cargo is things that are important to them, such as their bedding, their beds, their furniture. They're trying to lighten the load of the ship. So they're getting rid of their cargo. And then we see that not only did they get rid of their cargo, but they got rid of their grain. Now, what's important here to understand is if they don't deliver the grain, they don't get paid. They don't get their money. They're not delivering the product. Why would anybody give them money? They're in the midst of the storm, and they want to hang on to, they value their life more than they value their things. They're getting rid of their cargo. They're getting rid of things that will bring them money because they value their life more. When we go through a storm, the things that we value the most are what's gonna come out. So when you're going through a storm, what is the first thing on your mind that you need to protect? Think about that for a moment. 
What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Is it something that is in, is it your relationship with Jesus? Is it something, is it your family? Or is it something that is materialistic? Is it something that, that really at the end of the day, at the end of your life means nothing? We need to value what is important. We need to value our relationship with Jesus. We need to value our lives. Number two, when we stay true to God in our relationship with him, the ones watching around us will be willing to listen to us more and they will respect us. When people who do not know the Lord see you going through a struggle, they are watching how you are responding. They're watching you maybe getting all freaked out and losing your mind and, and, you know, starting to maybe use language that you never used before or posting things on social media that you wouldn't normally do. What is your reaction when you're going through the storm? Because people are watching. But if you do it in such a way that is honoring to God, trusting the Lord, blow their minds by being, you know what, in the midst of this storm, I can have peace, I can be calm, I can trust in the Lord. Let's see what Paul's reaction is. Uh, Chapter 27, verse 23 and 25. It says, this is Paul talking, Last night an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong... When he is talking to his crew members, he's telling them about a word, that promise that God gave him. We're going to get to that in a second. But before we get to the promise, I want you to listen to how he expresses his relationship of God. He says, the God whom I belong. He is declaring, I belong to God. I belong to the creator of this earth. That's who I belong to. I am his. He's talking about him with love. This is, that, he's my father. I belong to him. Whom I serve. He says, not only do I belong to him, but I serve him too. I love him with all my heart and I will do anything I possibly can. Even in the midst of the storm, I will serve him. And then in verse uh, 25, It says, so keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God. His relationship with God was he belongs to God. I serve him with all my heart, and I have faith in him. No matter what we go through, no matter what storm God brings to me, I will serve him. He is my God, and I will have faith that he will get through this. When we do that, when we go through the storm, and we press closer into God, and we continue just to represent as best as we can, as we continue to walk in faith, believing that God's going to get us through as we continue to walk through with a positive attitude in knowing that God will get us through as we continue to do that and express to people watching us you know what this doesn't make sense I don't understand it they'll be watching and you'll be so confused how can you be so calm in the midst of a storm because I belong to God because I have faith in him because I serve him Because he did that, he gained, Paul gained the respect of the people. You see, you can't speak about Jesus into somebody's life if you don't have their respect. They will not listen to you. They will not give you an ear. 
If they don't see you living the life that you're talking about, they will not respect you and they will not hear. When you say, come on out to church, they'll be like, why would I? I don't see any change in your life. But when we do what God calls us to do, when we live upright, when we live and do and everything that we speak, when, when our actions may measure up and meet up are the same, what our words are, they will listen and they will have respect and they will um, give us an ear to hear. So look at verse 30 and 32. Paul is giving them direction on what they need to do in the midst of this storm in a ship. Paul is not a captain of a ship. Yes, he's been on a number of ships before and he has experience of being on ships. And, and in the beginning when he told them, you know, oh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't go forward on this. We're in the midst of, uh, well, they were Day of Atonement. So it was middle October storm season. He's warning them you shouldn't do this. But now they're in the midst of the storm. He's telling them, I know my God will get us through. I serve him. I have faith in him and he tells them okay you need to all stay on the ship if anybody leaves the ship they will die god promises us that if you stay on the ship um, you're going to be safe he's giving these words to them trust in my god trust in my god and here we see in verse 30 to 32 they actually listen to him it says in an attempt to escape from the ship the sailors let the lifeboat down in the sea pretending that they were going to lower some anchors from the bow then paul said to the centurion and the soldiers unless these men stay with the ship you cannot be saved so the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboats and let them drift away so Paul told them, you need to stay on the ship. I've had a promise from God, and God is going to save us, but we all need to stay together on this ship. Because he is faithful in his relationship, because he's not swaying in any way, and he's proving himself to be respectful, and he's proving himself to be one who is a believer in Christ and have faith. When he gave them that advice, they listened because they saw what he was saying and they had in their hearts they were believing that what he was saying could actually be true when people see us go through storms and when our actions measure up people will respond to that people will respond listening to what we have to say Number three, God keeps his promises. When we go through a storm and God keeps his promises, you will never ever have to worry that he will forget about you. God never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He always keeps his promises. Verse 27, again, 23 to 25. We're going to read this one again. This is the angel of the Lord, God giving a promise through the angel of the Lord to Paul. And Paul is expressing this to his crewmates. Last night, an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong, whom I serve, stood beside me and said, do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. God gave Paul a promise. 
He said, yes, you're in my will. You need to go to Rome because you're going to stand trial for me. And I'm going to, God ends up using him powerfully and mightily for two years speaking the word, even though he was in chains. But it was God's plan to bring him through this storm so that he could get to that place and be able to minister. And he made Paul a promise, I will not let you die. And all the men that you are with you, they will not die either. God keeps his promises. When we jump to the end of the chapter, we can see in verse 40, 44, the rest were to get there on planks and the other um, on pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached the land safely. God keeps his promises. He gave Paul a promise, you will not die. Nothing, yes, you've got to go through this storm, but you will make it through, and you will make it through stronger, and no one will die. And we find out in the end of the story that it's true. God keeps his promises. God will get you through the storm. He promises it in his word. He will help us through. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley, some versions say, I will fear no evil for you are with me. No matter what storm we go through, we have a promise from our Father that we can hang on to, that he goes with us. We do not need to fear. He goes with us. It's a promise, and God doesn't break his promises. Lastly, number four, God sends planks <laughs> to save you. Verse 44, I'm going to read it one more time. The rest, now, they've kind of come up to um, a bit of like a sand dune. They've kind of come to some ground. So they, the ship is, in, is there, and they're ready to get off of it. And it says, the rest were there to get on their planks or other pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached the land safely. Not only did God's promise come true, but God gave them tools to be able to be saved. He gave them planks. He gave them pieces of the ship that they could use to get to safety. He gives them like safety, those things that you swim with. I don't know, I can't think what you call them. But he gives you something to hang on to, to be able to get to safety. God gives us the word of God that we can hang on to when we go through trials and tribulations, he will show you, he will direct you on the way on how to get out of the storm. He may not take you out of it, he may take you through it, but he will give you what you need to be able to get through it and to be able to come. He will give you a plank so that you can get to safety. He does not just leave you alone. He will never forget his promises. He will always give you a plank. What do we hang on to that's valuable to us in the storm? 
What do we hold dearly to us? How do we respond? What is our automatic reaction? What is our attitude towards life when we're going through it? Are we staying strong to God? Are we saying, I serve my God. I will be faithful to my God. He is my God and I belong to him. I read a quote as I was kind of just looking through this and I don't know who the quote is by, it was one of those Pinterest quotes, but anyways, it says, life is not about how you survive the storm, but it's how you dance in the rain. How do you get through the storm? How do you get through it? What is the way that you react to it? Are you hanging on to Jesus? Are you believing in him? I'm going to invite the worship team to come, and I wonder if we can sing Great Are You, Lord, one more time. Whatever you are going through, whatever storm you are going through, be reminded today that God goes with you. He will strengthen you because of it. Be aware of what you hold valuable. Be aware of what your attitude is. Be aware of how you talk to people about Jesus. Be reminded that God holds uh, his promises. He will not, um, like, not give you. He promises you he will get you through. He always keeps his promises. He will give you a plank to save you. Can you write in the comments this morning if you believe that? I'm taking a plank and I'm riding the wave. Can you write that in the comments right now? Let's sing this song together. Great are you, Lord. I'm going to close in prayer and I'll let the worship team close us with a song. As we're singing this, I want you to declare. Make this song your declaration. God, I will get through this storm because you are greater. You are greater and you do not take away your promises. I'm going to pray over you right now. And then let's worship the Lord. God, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for your promises, God, in this word. I thank you that the word is our plank to help us get through trying times. God, I pray for every single person that is going through a difficulty right now. Lord God, that they would sense your presence, that they would know that they are watching right now because you ordained this moment for them to be reminded that you go through the storm with them. Yes, you never promised easy life, but you did promise that you will go through the journey with us. God, may we come out stronger than we went in, I pray. I pray right now over every person who is going through those storms, God, give them the strength that they need to be able to get through. May they hang on to the plank that you are giving them, God. And may they ride the wave. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let's worship together. Have an amazing, blessed day. And we'll see you, church members, at 1 o'clock here, Drive-In AGM. God bless.